the volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and see code Shannon. New customers can bet just five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Shannon. The crown is yours. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Gil, what do you make about this tweet? They said LeBron James posts an aggressive, a passive-aggressive tweet after a loss, uh, sounds off on his teammates before the PR staff cuts him off. Where do the Lakers go from here? Because he's like that. I think the reporter asked him, is there anything that you want to say to your teammates to play Boston tomorrow night? And he said, no, just do their job. Then after the game, he posts an hourglass. Mm. Now, I don't know who the hourglass was intended for. I don't know if it was Jeannie Buss or the hourglass was intended for his teammates. You sorry, time is running out on you sorry mofos. Or Jeannie, time is running out on us. Or Darvin Ham, time running out on you for real though. <coughs> what you think he meant? You remember that story you told about uh that girl uh asking for the patet? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that LeBron was saying the same thing. P- pack your shit, you out, right? Just go <laughs> right. There's, there's no conversation no more. Huh? Just everybody pack it and get on out of there, sweetheart. Hey. I heard what you said, but look, the cab, that cab, that Uber outside, right? Just, right. The, hey, all y'all, there's Ubers outside. They right. waiting for you. 
Gig it gone. Gig it gone. We done. Yeah, you you ain't you ain't got to you ain't got to lead the NBA, but you got to get the hell out of LA, yeah. <laughs> sir. Boy, get the boys, hell out of LA. for their lives. <laughs> that, but but, but Gil, they've stopped playing. I think they've given up like hundred and thirty-five points over the last five games per game. Now I understand that it's kind of a little elevated because of the double overtime, and I think it was what one forty something. It got to the one forty, but they gave up one thirty plus. Back to back nights to Houston and Atlanta, and it's supposed to be defense. The problem, the problem, uh, is this: the game is harder for them. You know they rank last in three point attempts. They rank last in three point attempts. Hell, they rank last in three point made too. <laughs> <laughs> they can't keep. They just can't keep up. They just can't keep up, and they don't realize if if teams are shooting threes and your ass in there trying to get to the free throw line, teams is gonna blow you out. Yeah, because they're on most nights. The only thing that they're the only way they're able to keep it as close as they do is because they go to the free throw line so much more than their opponents. Yeah, but they're normally on a nightly basis losing the three point battle. By at least fifteen points. No, yeah, they they uh, this year they probably they've probably shot more threes in forty what forty six games probably five more than the other team. Yeah, yeah, they losing that battle on a nightly basis, and it's hard. It's hard to consistently overcome because threes are more than twos. Mm-hmm. That's why teams are are taking more of those because they believe, hey, we forty percent from three. We go. Uh, we'll overtake the fifty percent from two. Yeah. And so when you when you look when you look at it, Gil, and that's why you know teams are obviously getting up more threes. But it's hard on a nightly basis when a team is outscoring you by so many points from the three point line to win ball games. Yeah. And the bad part about the free throw, they're winning at the free throw line with just two players. It's not like they're all right. shooting free throws, right? It's not right. like, you know, it's, it's Anthony Davis or goddamn LeBron, right? Correct. It's not like LeBron is averaging 10 to see. He's only averaging five. Right. You know, so most, it's really AD. Yeah, so most of the time they're hanging on AD's shoulders to get them to the free throw line. So that is that is the hard part. Everybody needs to do their part to try, to try to generate points. I like what Vando's been doing. I'm going to give him his credit. He's been doing very well, putting himself in positions now to get easy buckets. He's not sitting right. at the three. He's slicing, cutting, diving. So, you know, you have hope, but at the end of the day, time's up. Time's up. Hey, I don't know if y'all watching Lakers, but I'm going to tell you what you do. This is what you do, right? There's this there's this team, right? I think they play in um they call USC, right? There's a player on that team. He has like it's James on the back, right? Right. <laughs> there's James <laughs> on the back, right? You cheer for him like he's your son. <laughs> And therefore, the father of that son might consider you uh, a friend and might consider you to stay on the team. Because other than that, God damn it, if he right now wants your ass gone, you gone. 66 players has been traded when LeBron's on the team. That means (laughs) he don't hold back from cutting the fat. Um. D'Lo, up until uh, last night, had played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Do you think D'Lo still... Because I thought he... Look, 
he played a stretch. He had three straight possessions in which he turned he turned turned the ball over two and then got a lucky bounce on the other one because he's about to turn that over. It got deflected, went to Anthony Davis, and AD laid it up. Mm-hmm. But then after three horrible possessions, he comes back and he hits a three and he pulls up and he doesn't even think about it with no hesitation, Gil. And and this is the issue that's this is the issue with someone like D'Lo. You mentally know you've been traded, so now you don't care. Now that you don't, so you playing free. Now you don't care. You playing free because you gone, right? The D'Lo that we see today is the D'Lo that we needed from the beginning. For us not even to be in this position, right? You are the third option. You are, it's not Austin Reeves, it's not Lemon Daddy, right? It's not him. It's it's you. You're the you are the all-star player. Right. You're the one who's been here before. You need to be doing what you're doing. I think because he feels he's free and he's out, he might as well just go out there and let it go. And that's what he's been doing. Right. But right now, I mean, uh, uh Kobe of the Ozarks. Uh, Austin Reeves has been the third most consistent player yeah. behind AD and LeBron. And that's not, I mean, that, that needs to be D'Lo. D'Lo needs to be the third the third most consistent player. Yeah. They need to be able to count on him on a nightly basis. Now, his average is bumped up and looked good because he's, you know, had a couple of 30-point games in there and he's been in the high 20s. Mm-hmm. But he, the last, he, he needed to play the last 10, he needed to play the previous 30 games like he played the last 10 games. Yes, sir. Um, and, but the people that they're trying to trade for, I'm like, mm. right? You he, don't like DeJounte Murray. What, he's about 6'2"? Six, six, no, I, he, he, I thought he like 6'4". And he ain't, he ain't D-Lo size. He not? No, he's not D-Lo size. D-Lo's a big guard. Right, you know, Delo's a big guard, so you know, um, yeah, I'm I'm giving up. I don't know. I I do like I do like you know the name is Baby Boy. I do like him. I watched him this summer up in um in Washington, and he can he can hoop. He can really Ooh. play. Uh, Baby Boy Murray, Dejounte, yeah. He can really play. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I don't mind it, but, you know, I, I never like losing height. You know, but I guess when you got LeBron and, you know, AD back there, you know, it, it's fine. But um, they say Murray, they got Murray listed at 6'5". He ain't 6'5". He ain't look 6'5 to me, but he, I mean, he could be that, that you know, like. But he look like, I mean, he look long. I mean, he don't, I mean, he obviously ain't have any girth. He don't have any, like. To him, but he he looked he looked angular. Look, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm just be honest. Like you know, you know, uh, that kid in Detroit, Stewart. Yeah, yeah. See, he was after me over there, right? Because I said some things. Oh, so you had to, so you had to keep your head on swivel. You yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You so were- I was, I, you know, I was like, Unk, I wasn't proud when I was sitting in the stands. I was kind of more on the low like this. So he might yeah. look a little bit smaller than I really think. So he really. Right. <laughs> so so hold up. So how did this happen? I think I heard the story. Okay, you had said something about Isaiah Stewart on a podcast, on your podcast. No, I no, I wrote something. Okay. Oh, Twitter. I, yeah, I don't want to be, I want to say he, he didn't read it right, right? 
But, you know, I don't want to know, I don't know what college he went to, but let's just say he didn't read how I wrote it. What I okay. wrote was, this is what you do in the NBA. You wait for your teammates to, to get around you, hold you back, and you fake like you want to do it, right? Right. You don't get fined. You get to pretend you're aggressive. Okay. That's what you're supposed to do. That's a rule, right? Right. So, I don't know if the blood was in his eye still when he read that 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 uh <laughs> that 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 uh because he took it like you were scared like you really didn't want to do nothing. He said, "Yeah, so you waited." So he came to me he's like, "Yeah, so you think I waited till my teammates came? My teammates in here now." And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your teammates ain't here to hold Yo, you. Yo, he really stepped to you, Gil. Yeah, like your teammates ain't here to hold you back. God damn, boy, did you just, <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you just threaten me? <laughs> so from there, um. So what did you say? So when he said that, what'd you say? Did you stand up? No, I know. Hell no, huh? <laughs> what? Huh? Like, listen, listen, listen. Uh, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I had to think about my episode. I got shows to do. I can't be dragged up and down the goddamn hallways uh, over a miss, <laughs> over some shit he couldn't read right. That ain't my goddamn fault because he couldn't read what I wrote right. I'm not sitting here trying to argue. Because <laughs> obviously, he must have knew I was coming to see me and he was triggered, right? I'm not going Because where is he from? Is he from Washington? Yeah, he went to Washington. Okay, yeah. Well, well damn, Gil, you went to his turf. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. Huh? He, he pulled up. I'm trying to have a nice little conversation, and he pulled up. And I'm sitting here like, listen, I know. Listen, I'm not even going to lie. When he said it, I had to go to Google to make sure I said what I said. Like, wait, what? Not me. I so what did you say? Bro? Hey, did you try to explain? I said, bro, this is what I said. This is what I meant. I'm sorry that you took it that way. No, because I I didn't really like I don't remember saying anything bad about him. So I had to go back and read it and said, no, he read it wrong. No, nah, he read it wrong. That's that, that public education. Man, he will have you loved up like Tommy Hearns had Martin. Hey, <laughs> listen, I, listen I, I didn't want no part. Listen, I fight people I know I can win. <laughs> listen, fighting. You only fight if you can win. If you don't think you can win, don't fight. What I need. So what did you? So when he said what he said, what did you say? Huh? Say what? (laughs) (laughs) What you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, you didn't say nothing. I don't build. I ain't ain't doing two thousand push-ups a day. What's wrong with you? But you didn't say you. You could have said, bro. That's not what I meant. You took it the wrong way. How do I supposed to tell this big dude he can't read? Huh? Just tell him you. I say, bro, you took it the wrong way. I'm saying, look, I understand. Ain't nobody trying to get fined. Mm-hmm. What I was saying is that, look, you wait till your teammates grab you. You act like you want to do something. Bro, I know you're going to squabble in the streets. But in the streets and in the game, it's something entirely different. You ain't trying to throw your career away. I hear you, but my feet was more on uh, <laughs> Forrest Gump style, baby. I was ready to run. I had to stop myself from running. That's like, oh shit, I got a show to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't all white, huh? Come on, I don't all white. Oh, I, I couldn't be dragged up. Nah, and- Gil, you just got to just, I mean, look, like, bro, 
I was like, nah, bro. I said, nah, you just you just took it wrong. Yeah. I listen, just like, just like you know how people be talking on the internet, huh? Yeah. You be, oh, they have that keyboard, they have the thumb, they have they have thumb. When muscle. you see me, I'm one of them dudes. Oh no, I don't have the same uh I don't have the same smoke once I see you. No, <laughs> no, I pretend that I didn't say none of it. Right? Unless I know I can win the fight. In which 98% of the people I talk shit about, I probably can't win that fight. So therefore, I'm ready to run. Right. (laughs) I'm not even going to be ashamed. Baby, I'm out of there. (laughs) Uh, What what is your take on you got to play at least 65 games to be eligible for awards? MVP, uh... All NBA Defensive Player of the Year. You miss you 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 what sixty five seventeen. So you miss more than seventeen games. You're ineligible for those awards. And Tyrese Halliburton has an opportunity to get forty extra million. He's probably unless he hey unless he get on the ball here, he go he go he go miss out on that bread. Joel Embiid has an opportunity now. Here's the thing: if Joel Embiid said he doesn't care about the MVP. The mm-hmm. only other trophy, the, the only thing that matters to him is the finals. Well, get your big ass healthy. Don't worry about the MVP. And uh, get healthy and let's go win the championship. Now, that's what he said. He said, the, uh, because after he dropped that 70, he said, that's fine and good. But the most important thing to me is the NBA championship. Come on, you know that's you know that's players that that's player and media, right? What what, what you what what do you really supposed to say? Do you really supposed to be selfish and like, oh yeah, I'm going for that MVP, baby? I need I need to show y'all that I earned this one, so I'm going back to show you I'm done. He can't say that. You know, back to back carries a lot of weight. It puts you in a different category. Yeah, so I have to play. So a player it plays the political game. Yeah, I don't really care about that. I'm care about the championship, knowing damn well. You think I'm averaging 35 a game not to win back-to-back MVP must be silly. Now, well, they should have thought, oh, Gil, this is what those players should have thought when they were sitting their ass out and there wasn't nothing wrong with them. And now they the, the owners and the play and, and the, hey, uh, the, uh, M, uh, the NBA PA agreed to this. This is the rule that the players agreed to. So this is not something that the owners just instituted without players being involved because it seems to me the other players got tired of the superstars just arbitrarily sitting out. Now, okay, so the the only problem with it is, is you're putting, you're putting number on something that's an anomaly, right? If I play under 64 games, my chances of making an all-NBA team is not that high, right? It really isn't. Man, please. But if I play that dominant, I might make it, right? Right. Like, you know what I mean? So what you're taking away is you're taking away the anomaly of it, right? The You know, in NBA history, there's only three players who's played under 65 games that's won an MVP. Mm-hmm. Right. There's only been three. Right. Did they have great years? Mm-hmm. Right. Bill Walton, 18 and 13. 
Who played? Oh, that was that was the, that was the year. That was the year he won. Uh, they won the finals. They won the championship in '77. Yeah, but George Gert, but he played 58 games. George Gervin played all 82 games, averaging 27. Yeah, right. So you know, I mean, he was runner up. So. You know, unless, like, if it was the other way, it made sense. The fact that he's averaging 35 a game, that oversees your number, right? Yeah, but guys were sitting out, and it wasn't nothing wrong with them. So now what you've done is because you were sitting out, so now we got to punish everybody. There's, so I believe there's something seriously wrong with Joel Embiid's knee. But because he and so many other players over the last decade had arbitrarily taken off, well, I don't want to play tonight. I'll play tomorrow night. So the NBA said, no, we're not going to have you. We got games on TNT. We got games on ABC. We got games on ESPN. We got these games, and y'all sitting out. No, that ain't going to happen. We're finna stop it. So, okay, we're going to take money out your pocket. That's the only thing that matters to you. Yeah, but, like, there shouldn't, I I don't think there should be a, a number on it, right? 65 right. games. There shouldn't be a number. Just make it simple. Right? Just make it simple. Totals. I've always believed in totals, right? Yeah, totally. Play 65 games. No, no, no. Before the war, like, like total points. Like if you're the scoring t- the scoring leader, right? The scoring leader is who has the most points, not who has the highest average. Right? It's too late for that now. No, but that's that's how it always been, right? right? Who has the most points overall? When the season ends, if you played 50 games and you averaged, a, you know, 35, right? I played all 82 games and I averaged 27 and I have more points than you. I am the scoring champ. Right. It's the scoring champ. The most points is the scoring champ. The most assists is the assist leader. Well, that's how it will look. Baseball's not like that because baseball goes by batting average. Somebody can have more hits and not be the batting average leader. But in football, it's numbered. It ain't no how, oh, he averaged, he averaged this many yards. Again. Well, he ain't got the most rush yards, so he ain't the rushing leader. He don't have the most passing yards or the most receiving yards. But basketball, but see, that's why basketball and, and baseball stats are more or more sacred because you know what certain numbers are. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody would have asked, okay, who has the most rush yard? What's the most rushing yards in NFL history? You know, you might know Emmitt Smith has it, but you don't know how many. Mm-hmm. You see, if I, if I was talking baseball and I say 56, you know that's a 56-grain hitting streak. That's Joe DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. If somebody says 300, you know that's a great batting average. Yeah. But if somebody, man, like, you can't really, you don't really know sacred numbers in football. But see, but batting averages, but but see, but the problem with averaging is for you to keep your average, you're willing to dodge smoke. Like, oh, I'm playing, like, I'm averaging 35, and I'm playing against Joker with a, with a sore knee. Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not playing against, I'm not going to play against this great defense with a sore knee. I got to wait till I'm really healthy to play against this knee. When it comes to totals and you got somebody who ain't missing no games and he has more points than you, you got to play. Yeah, I, I just don't understand, Gil, because when you look at it, but see, someone, I don't know when it happened, but, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, all the greats used to play 80 games, mm-hmm. 78, 75 games. Somewhere along, like Greg Popovich started his bull giant. 
Yeah. When he started arbitrarily resting his players. Yeah. And call, I don't know. They called it load management. Yeah. Greg Popovich started this. Yeah. And now they're like, well, hold on. Popovich doing it. And look at this guy. They win. They in the playoffs every year. They going deep. They win the championship. Oh, let us start doing it. And it seems like to me the NBA want to claw some of that back. Okay, so now here, here's a real issue then. This is what we got to ask. The question, who is coming with the idea of the load management, right? Is it the players or is it the coaches and the staff? Right. Because if it's the play, if it's the coaches in the in, in upper management saying, hey, take today off, you know, boom, boom, boom. Now that is uh, that's that should be infringement on contracts because you're telling me to take the days off so I can miss enough games. So I miss this 40 million. Right. Mm-hmm. So now somebody like Hattenburton, right. He's injured and he's ready to come back. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. You didn't get cleared yet. Hey, you better put the, You better give me that forty million. I'm gonna lose that. Then I will lose. Yes. So they, for them, hell yeah, we want to hold you back so you miss the forty million. We get to save forty million on you. So we're not gonna clear you, right? That becomes the problem too. If it's their idea, because now when a player has an injury, and if the injury's eight to twelve weeks. That becomes 12 to 16 weeks now. Before, it was six to eight weeks (laughs) out there. Now it's going to be a little bit longer because they can creep these games to save their money because these players can't make these uh, all-NBAs. Now, the problem with that is... The problem with that, Unc, that they don't see see the backlash of that. There's going to be non-all-NBA talent making all-NBA, getting that $40 million. So if Halliburton ain't getting it, that means there's going to be a player that has to sub in for him that wouldn't have got it. Mm-hmm. He becomes an all-NBA player. Now, now you owe it. His sorry-ass $41 million extra because he's going to be a Supermax player. Right. So it, it, it's going to slap you n- no matter what. Right. Yeah, I it, and like a guy like Kawhi. Now Kawhi's played damn near all the games this year. Mm-hmm. But what about those? What about those years in, 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 in San Antonio? Now I get that last year he was really hurt. But Kawhi was sitting out, and it wasn't like, "Nah, coach, I'm gonna play." He like, "I ain't fighting." The coach said, "I'm not gonna play." And then it, it was a situation where he had his, you know, hey, I'm, his uncle, uncle Dennis, hey, Kawhi gonna play this many games, gonna play blah blah blah, and they're like, "Nah, we're gonna take some of this stuff back." Well, okay, when we talk about the San Antonio, we just from the history of it, we have to really take his side, not Pops at this point. Because whatever his thigh issue was, it hurt him for three more years. Mm-hmm. It's not like he left and then he was healthy. He had to be load management and missed back-to-back games in Toronto. It was still affecting him when he first got here. So we have to really assume that he actually was hurt. I think they were just mad that he got an outside source. Mm-hmm. I think that was really the, the, the issue, that the outside source had to approve that he's ready to play. And they were- are, the guys, are the guys playing too much in the offseason? Because it's hard for me to see where guys are playing. Uh, John Stockton playing 16 all, uh, 15 or 16 all 82. Jordan and Kobe playing nine of the all 82. And Malone playing eight, I mean, 10 all 82s. How the hell are those players 
playing all 82. And these guys right here, you got to beg them to play 65. Because the problem is smart people who thought they were smart gave information and they do not understand an athlete, right? How much are you bench press on? Right now, not a whole lot. I haven't bench pressed in almost two and a half years. I kind of tweak my pegs, so I just do dumbbells. So, but I probably could go if give me a give me a month and a half. I probably could do one fifty for ten. But right now, I can do one thirty for ten. Okay, you just said it. Give you a month and a half, and you can do one one fifty for ten. One fifty for ten. Now, what if I try to make you do one fifty now? I may end up hurting myself. Exactly. The problem is is these guys' bodies are deconditioned, right? They rest so much. They told them, hey, don't do the sand workout. It does this. Don't work out that much in the summer. Hey, training camp is going to come up. We're not going to live. We're going to do the rubber band stuff. So now you have the muscle mass that looks like it's explosive. When it decides to explode, it doesn't have the strength in it. Right. So you got these guys who are resting so much that they are deconditioned. So when they decide to go and jump. They're hurting something. They're they hurting something versus the guys who are sitting there lifting every day. They're running, they're playing and their bodies is used to actually um, right. going through this stuff. Right. right? I'm playing 48 minutes. I'm out there running the beach. I'm out there doing the what's the name, right? So when you go out there and play, your body's used to all kind of tweaks. These guys are not. So they have the most rest, but has the most injuries. That right. means your calculations is wrong. Right. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, when I said I could do 150 dumbbells, that means 150 in each hand. Wait, wait, wait. Not one, not 75, 75, 150, 150. I mean, do I, clearly, when y'all go to the gym, y'all on y'all damn phone. Because ain't no way in hell y'all actually thought I was doing only 150 pounds. You guys have seen me actually upload footage of me doing 350, uh, uh, what did I do? I did four, 405 for triples. I was doing 365 for eight reps. Some of y'all in the chat, y'all guys stayed in the same homeroom all day long. (laughs) Hey, 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 this I know some of y'all had two recesses and two naps. God dang. I'm not even going to lie to you. um, I couldn't phantom. The 75 you were talking about, let alone the 150. I ain't even, who the, like, those are the ways you look like, who the fuck is grabbing that? Like, <laughs> yeah, you were, right. like, I go to the gym and I'm the only one. I, I've never seen, I think I might have seen in my seven years at this gym that I go to, I think I might have seen somebody take the dump to 120s. Now, at, my, at the gym that I go to in Atlanta, they go up to 130. Now, if I wanted to go upwards of that, I probably have to go to Gold's Gym in Venice. I think they go to like 240, 260. Um, but in my when I when I when I was like playing, um, I could go to like 170 for six. 170, 170. But only one, only two people have ever done those 170s, me and Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman was eight-time Mr. Olympia. He did the 180s. But I'm the only other person other than him to ever do the 170s. And I remember Rope Man, who was my trainer. And uh, I, I felt good because when I when I was like really, really into it, Gil, I would warm up and I would start with the 140s. So we would do 140 for 10. We would do, we do, I'd do 140 for 10, 150, 150 for eight, 160 for eight. And then uh, that day I was like, Rope, I feel really good. He's like, dog. He always called me dog. I called him, I said, Rope. I said, Rope, I feel good today, Rope. I think I can do it. So I hit the 170s, and I was like, damn. I said, damn, Rope, that felt easy. He said, dog, go ahead, do it, dog. Do it, dog. And I thought about it. I said, I get him next week. I get him next week. He said, dog, I'm telling you, you can do them. And I never touched him, and I never, and I never even attempted again. That's the only regret that I really have because I could then lift 600 pounds. I could, I could do, I mean, in my prime, I could do four or five for like six or seven reps. I could do 315 for about 18 reps. So I was, I was like really, really strong when I was like doing it. Um, I stopped squatting. Uh at, when I was in college, I could I could squat like 580. 
which was, you know, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to get to 600 and then I'm going to stop. And I remember my brother telling me, say, you're going to lift your weight into a three-point stand. I said, nah, man. He said, bro, I'm telling you, ain't no wide receiver in the NFL benching 500 pounds, squatting 600 pounds. Because at that point in time, I said, I'm going to be the first four six guy, a wide receiver that can bench 400, squat 600. He said, what you're going to do is lift yourself into a three-point stance. I bet, damn, if I ain't lift myself into a three-point <laughs> stance, it'll go for a wide receiver to a tight end. But at that point in time, that's the only regret, Gil, of, of anything that I've done as far as athletically was not doing those 180s. Because I know I'll never be able to do it again. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm 55. I don't need, I don't need to, you know, do 180s. But I know, give me a month and a half to get back into a groove. Because I kind of been hit or miss. I've been making myself go. I even went to the gym today on a Wednesday, which is the first time I've gone to the gym on a Wednesday since I've been in LA. But I got to get back into a schedule. I got to get back into a routine. And so that's what I've been able to do. So give me a month. Give me a month and a half. I'll be able to do 150 for 10. Um, you got all the muscles what you need you need to go in the gym every day for. But I'm, huh? I'm okay, I'm 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 sorry. I'm KD Street. When I when I was 19, I had 35s on both sides. Right? <laughs> At 42, Unc, I done graduated. What you got? Fives on both sides, just a different <laughs> color. What is wrong with y'all, man? <laughs> right? Oh, if I want to get tired, um, I don't go up and wait. I just do a little bit more of the same weight. Nah, I, I just... Know I, no, can, no, I don't yeah. even know if I can do 40s. Um, I, 35 is my max. I go straight to, hey, sweetheart, what you going to do with those? You going to squat? I need those. And whatever I'm going to do right here, whatever I'm going to lift, 35s is it. After that, they hurt. They hurt. Nah. So They hurt. <laughs> That, and that that's the thing. So I don't I don't lift I don't really lift heavy like that anymore. I just got to the point where I'm like, man, I'm 55, about to be 56. What the hell I need to be 255 and all that stuff. So I'm about to come on down. I'm about to come down to about two. I'm gonna come down to like 242 and I'm gonna stay to get at 242. I'm like 255 right now. Come work out with me, huh? Nah, yeah, man, I ain't, nah, get, I ain't gonna get nothing. I ain't get nothing. First, first of all, we're gonna spend the first hour just booty watching. Right, I gotta get you acclimated with nah, all the young nah. things in there, right? Like you oh, like, hey, hey, you got them girls in there with them giddy girls on? Yeah, yeah, nah, uh, uh-uh. stay away from that. I got that one. I did that one. I did both of <laughs> them at the same time, right? And then Lord once, we, mercy. yeah, once nah, we, but see, but see, uh, but see, here's the thing, though, Gil. I got to have some kind of come some kind of weight to me because I can't have dudes walking up on me think they're gonna punk me because ain't no punk in Shannon Sharp. No, nah, see, I, I ain't got, I ain't got those problems out. No, nah, no. Nah. So I, I ain't. Listen, I'm nobody, ain't nobody. Look, if I'm sitting down, ain't nobody coming to stand up over me. That ain't gonna happen. So mm-hmm. that's why, hey, that's why I stay to myself. I go to my little places, my little off the wall places. I stay to myself. Hey, that ain't gonna happen. We seen you with the grizzly, huh? Like, trust me, we know, right? <laughs> me, me, the only person that I I felt comfortable with was probably T. Oh, I can get him, right? The rest of them, they look like they look athletic. <laughs> See, nah. oh, I can get him. The rest of y'all, yeah, I'm going to shut the fuck up back here. Yeah. <laughs> That's nah. me, y'all. But, you know, he and I had a great conversation after the thing. He's like, man, I ain't mean no harm. I said, bro, all I know is I heard what you said, and I hey, and when I whirled around, at that point in time, now I'm on one. Really? So at that point, at that point in time, I, honestly, when people say they black out, I believe them. Because at mm-hmm. that point in time, I completely forgot I was at the game. At that point in time, I'm at a cookout. I'm at a bar. I'm at some, I, I, and I'm not even looking at them. I'm not even looking at them. All I know, 
I say if one guy step over that line, it's over. Ooh, Lord, I, 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 and everybody, man, you scared us? I said, bro. I say I don't know where y'all from. Mm-hmm. I say maybe y'all wired like that. So if somebody big, you get scared. I say, bro, I ain't like that. I said I hate that I put myself in that situation. But Gil, when I say I blacked out, I honestly did. I I I forgot that I was at a game. It wasn't until I got back because the security took me back in the hallway and they was talking to me and I could hear them talking, but I'm still, I'm highly agitated. So at that point, and I remember just like, there's like, hey, 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 um, you good? You good? You good? And I'm thinking to myself, why y'all, fuck, why y'all asking me am I good? Uh-huh. So I'm like, as I'm calming down, I'm like, oh man. I said, oh, man. I said, man, I done messed up. I said, my sister going to see this. I said, my brother going to see this. My kids, my kids going to see this. I said, man. At that point in time, I mean, the job, hey, it is what it is. If they mm-hmm. want to move in a different direction, they, they got to do what they got to do. At mm-hmm. that point in time, the only thing I'm thinking about, my sister, my brother, mm-hmm. and my kids. I said, they going to see this. And I said, oh, man. I said, that, oh, my God. And I remember looking down at my phone. And training, everything is just like I said. Mm-hmm. I said, man, Shannon, you done messed up now. Uh, at that point in time, Gil, there wasn't nothing I could do. So if Fox come in and say we want to go in another, uh, go in another direction, which we ended up doing six months later, it is what it is. Hey, I'm wrong. I'm dead ass. So I was wrong. I handled it poorly. And like I said, and I, I apologize to the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks because it, it should it shouldn't have got that way. All I, you know, I just said what I said. I mean, I didn't think it was that bad, but okay, I get it. I get it. I'm a fan. You know, I'm, I'm trash talking, going back and forth, but I was wrong. I, I was wrong. I should have just sat my ass down. And that's what I do now. I go to the game. Hey, hey, bro, how you doing? They're like, hey, uh, I leave it. I leave it alone. But hey, Gail, like I said, when people say they black out, I believe them. Gail, I could, Gail, I completely forgot. I could, honestly, I couldn't hear anything. I, it was like I was at a game and like like in the fourth quarter and I need to make a play and everything is hush. Well, you Every was in football mode. Gil, everything was calm. I couldn't, all those fans, I couldn't hear a thing. And then all of a sudden, I heard uh, uh, guys talking. I could hear Ja talking at that point in time. And, you know, everybody came running. And then I'm like, so I'm, I'm like, boy. I ain't got nobody with me that's going to squabble. I said, boy, I give anything to have my boy. I don't need, I'll, hey, if I had Burns, if I had Bucket, I said, I'd be good right about now. I said, I'm by myself. I said, oh, well, it is what it is. I said, but boy. And so by that time I hear T, I was like, bro, y'all not going to do nothing. Y'all doing all that talking ain't going to do nothing. And then T says, I will. Who said that? And it was like, who said that? So man, and so after I done calmed down, we came out there. He said, "Man, let me talk." He said, "Let me talk to you." I said, "Man, what's up, T?" He said, "Bro, say what we doing?" I said, "Bro, I don't know what we doing." I said, "But bro, I'm glad you came and talked to me because you grown, I'm grown. I'm glad we handled the diffused the situation." I said, "But bro, you, you can't, you can't say you're gonna." And when I'm in that state, you can't say you're gonna do something because I'm gonna need to see it. I'm, I'm, I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to have to see it. 
Uh, I think you need to put those 170s down. <laughs> I, I put no, 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 Gil, Gil, real, t- real talk. Had I been like in the league, oh, and that's what I'm saying. When you at 35s on, you ain't got to worry about, you ain't got to worry about none of that, huh? I can tell you this: I've never Jay Z'd. I never blacked out ever, right? <laughs> I can tell you this: if shit get them popping, I gotta know where to run. Hey, I'm not even lying. Somebody, hey, listen, somebody sent me a DM and said, "Ilya." <laughs> And I remember uh, talking to you in the mall. Uh, yeah, you, you. I was talking to you. Was talking to you in the mall, and the fight broke out, and you bounced and left the mall. Yeah, that's me. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm out of there. Uh, my feet work very well. Dog, nah, Gil. For the most part, Gil, I've, I've, I've never really been a fighter. I've always tried to defuse the situation. Like when I was in college, I was the guy. Look, I've always been the leader, and so I've always, you know, I've always tried to get my keep my guys under control even mm-hmm. on the team. And I know guys more times than not, the guys on the team, they're probably going to be able to eat, beat the college the, uh, average college dude. Not always, mm-hmm. but for the most part. But I know how my guys are. So if one of them fighting and they losing, they're going to jump in. Yeah. And so for me, I always try to defuse a situation like, even if I saw one of my teammates talking to a, a young lady mm-hmm. and I know she had a boyfriend, I'm like, bro, let that go, man. Yeah. Man, fuck. No, bro, let that go. I said, because if somebody was talking to your girl, you feel some type of way. I know mm-hmm. you. So let it go. Get that man his respect. You know, we at the game. You know, we at somewhere. You, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're going to be respectful. Now, hey, if they break up, but nah, bro, just because you on a football team and you this, you that, let that go, bro. That ain't, that ain't no, we don't need that. We don't need them kind of problems. Because yeah. if something go down, T5, we're going to ride. And ain't mm-hmm. nobody finna ride with, ain't nobody on the yard, not the Capitals, not the Qs, not nobody, not the basketball team, the baseball team, no other team gonna mess with us. We knew that. Yeah. So let's let's just, hey, we got to keep the peace, bro. We got to go to school here. And I don't want to be having to look over my back. You know, uh-huh. even when the guys came out the city, there's a situation where guys came out the city. Well, hell, I'm, you know me, oh, you know, I got a whip, Gil. So yeah. I'm, I'm all at the car wash. I'm on 37 The Bull. I'm all over. I'm at the barbershop. I'm on the west side. Bro, they catch me slipping because of some foolishness that y'all did. Nah, yeah. bro. Nah, we're not finna do that. So I've always been a guy to keep the peace. Now, hey, I'm gonna try to say, hey, bro, let, hey, let that go, man. Nah, you know, you know, sometimes guys like, man, forget that. You know, he's saying this, hey, bro, come on, bro. I'm trying to, hey, if I turn this pit bull loose, it goes. So that's how I am, Gil. Now, as I got older, like I said, man, that was honestly in my adult, that might have been one of the worst moments of my life because I put myself in a situation I should have never been in. Because mm-hmm. once he said what he said, I should have let it go. But you yeah. I, I, I let it be like, oh shit. Damn. Yeah. I never gotta worry about that now. Trust me, god damn it. Mm-mm. Nah. Just hang, out with us. hang out with me, young boy. We'll be listen, we'll be running together. Now, come on, huh? We got <laughs> come on. Now I'll be pushing. I ain't got too old. Hey, Gil, I ain't gonna lie, Gil. I ain't got I ain't got too old to run. The hips ain't gonna let me run. Then we can walk real fast. We gotta, we, hey Gil, we gotta hey Gil, we gotta make we gotta make a stand. And uh, we gotta make a stand, oh. Gil. Hey, we gotta be hey, <laughs> hey. Make a stand. I'm the first one to get hit. Uh, <laughs> always go for the weekly. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's, but that's what I'm telling you guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I put my, as old as I am, that's the first time I hadn't been, I mean, I hadn't even been in an argument probably mm-hmm. since 
had to be in my my early 30s. I got into it with, with a guy at the barbershop because he was talking to he was talking some stuff that he shouldn't have been talking. And that was the only time I was like, bro, I said, if somebody want to know something about me in here, they can ask me. They don't need you repeating what happened at Savannah State, bro. Man, what, I said, all I'm saying is, hey, mm. keep my kids out, keep me and my kids out your mouth. That's all you got to do. Mm. I'm yeah. done with it. Oh, man. I said, bro, you ain't finna talk to me to death now. What you want to <laughs> do? It's similar to that. You're not finna talk to me to death. What you want to do? <laughs> I hope he said, well, shit, I was planning to talk to you to death because I ain't got hey, no... No, nah, nah. hey, he left and then come back. Smart man. See? He, he ain't never... Come, I don't think he ever came back to the barbershop. Hell no! Nah, <laughs> there's a no, bit in that barbershop. <laughs> I'm going to the one around the corner. <laughs> nah, Jim, but like I said, like I said, he said some stuff about my kid. Mm. I don't play about my kid. First yeah. of all, it ain't none of your business about my kid. Mm-hmm. So I just like, hey, let that ride. On the fifth day of the ongoing feud, Nikki invoked Rihanna to claim that Megan tried to force sympathy on herself as a victim of violence. She also refuted that she encouraged their fans to approach or desecrate the grave, the grave site of Megan's late mother. Nikki speculated that Megan's management company, Rock Nation, has launched a smear campaign against her and accused Megan of seeking sympathy and controversy to bolster her career. It's so obvious she wanted Rihanna, uh, a Rihanna moment so bad, referencing the Chris Brown 2009 assault on Rihanna in which her interview with ABC right after. In April 2022, Megan discussed being shot by rapper Tory Lane uh, nearly two years prior with Gail King on CBS uh, this morning, on CBS Morning. Nikki implied that Meg Stallion can't succeed without provoking her. What's your thought? Have you heard the beef? One cow, uh, Nikki came out with Bigfoot, and I guess it's in response to Megan's hiss. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, so what's what's your think on what's your, what, what's your, what's your take on that? When it comes to just female, just female rap as as a whole, I don't like the industry because there's only three or four. And the fact that there's only three or four, why is there always beef? And why do everyone want to create a beef yeah. with the three or four? Like I, I came up with the Missy Elliott era where, where they had songs, ladies night, where you right. had all greats get on there and they mm-hmm. put great music. So the fact, the fact that all the rap women are beefing or they're linking up the beef kind of just stops you from wanting to just be a fan of female rap. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so because, because of like, let me know when, you know, Cardi B, Nikki, and Megan Thee Stallion get on a song together yeah. and, and put some great music in. <coughs> right. Because, yeah, you know, but, but so, but the fact that it's only three or four of y'all and the four of y'all is all beefing, I'm cool on, on the situation. Right. You know, right. They're gonna have ins and out on each other, and from there, we're just we're just gonna be listening to just listen, right? At the right. end of the day, we don't care. No, I mean, man, we don't care. I, you know, I mean, this Bigfoot, little foot, right? I mean, she's yeah. six. <laughs> oh, she, yeah, yeah, but she stacked up though. No, no facts. I wouldn't mind. I, man, wouldn't mind. hey. Listen, I, listen, like, 
Last time I seen something stacked like that a long time ago. I was in the library. They had books. <laughs> <laughs> it was summer. The books were stacked up. The one you supposed to get and read for the summer. Uh-huh. <sighs> like I, I'd rather, I'd rather them make music together than beef. That, that that's how right. I look. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't, re- I, I don't even like the guys beefing. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I understand. I mean. I, I, you know what? I, I think, look, uh, I go back when LL uh, and, and Modi dropped a diss track and then you got Ether and you got No Vaseline and you got, mm-hmm. I think, KRS1 had, so he, 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 him and Boogie Down Production, they dropped one. Uh, <coughs> LL had another one with Cannabis. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can do without like, it. I mean, know, I, like, I get it. But, but like, you know, as as musician, it's just like sometimes in the NBA, right? We wish we seen like certain matchups, like we wish we seen Kobe versus LeBron, yeah, in championship, right? We the the history, we didn't get to see that history, right? Um, Prince and Michael Jackson doing some type of collaboration, right? Um, we, you know, there's just music that these greats, because they're beefing, we as fans get them, we miss out on it because some of the best artists, when they collab, shit is fire. Yeah. yeah. And y'all can't get mad if somebody else come to the table and start hating on them because they knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I like, damn, let them get this bread. I'm, look, there's enough money out here for all of us to make. No matter what genre, no matter what feel that you're in. If you're an, an actor, you're an entertainer, you're a rapper, you, whatever the case may be, you in podcast, enough money for you, everybody. It's the, it's get the, you get, and I don't have to talk about you to, to bolster my career. I mean, I don't get anything out of that. It's that it's the it's the female rap man. It's, it's just something about like they just want to keep the beef alive. And I, you know, what I mean, I'm like. The Missy Elliott is where I, I like, like, where's that? Where, where's that connection? Like, you know, but it ain't, it ain't it. Uh, thoughts on the rumored relationship between Drea Michelle and Jalen Green. Joe Budden called her a predator. I don't know. Listen, but me personally, I don't know a whole lot about her. I mean, uh, I know she dated, what's the guy from the Cowboys? Uh, oh, oh. Uh, Orlando Scandrick, I think they have a child together, but that's about the extent of what I what I know about her. Uh, I ain't I ain't into that kind of. I don't really go that deep into it. Ah uh, damn, Gil, why you only got a stone? Ah uh, oh, oh, no, this man stand up here stone face. I was here talking, so you know a lot about him. Hey, uh, <laughs> your research chiefs, I research chiefs. <laughs> I'm over here thinking about man, yeah, you know. Hold on, this ain't Megan World Size. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, up here talking about Megan World Size Men 13. <laughs> I don't care if she got a 15. I'll take them here. I'll take the bro. If she wear teals, I'll take her right on the off her. Uh huh. Yeah, I know a little something, something, something. Nah, <laughs> so what's going on? What's your, what's your look? What's me personally? Do twenty one. I mean, we all had. Hey, look, forty ain't old. No, forty is not old. But hey, when you nineteen, like your boy was, hey, it is what it is. You, you know, you, uh, 
She's in her thirty. She's thirty nine, right? Thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. Just thirty nine. Okay, thirty nine yeah. ain't, ain't nothing wrong with okay, that. So the the problem, the, the real problem for a lot of women who's you know that's dated very successful men with money, right? When when nobody their age wants them anymore because yeah. they done got wife, they they married, they done did this. The only the only way you survive is to go backwards because mm-hmm. the only people that's going to take you serious is someone who don't know you or someone that 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 idolizes you. So some of these older women that that has names that are famous, right? The men in their age group know them. Right. We could, right? The young people who's looking through the magazines, like, oh, it, it, it is you. They appreciate that woman. So yeah, it might look sideways, especially if it was man, the older, the man is older and the woman yeah. younger. Yeah, that'll look frowned upon. And I mean, the real question is, what the fuck are y'all talking about? 39 and 21, but I'm sure that, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> do what we're going to do. Right. But for the most part, like those women really ain't got no out, no outsource in a sense. Nobody their age wants them. So it's the people that's going to make them feel feel like they're wanted will be the younger generation of men. <coughs> that's why some of these older d- women are coming back. You know, coming back and like, hey, hey, young fella, be in the club. You want a PlayStation? Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a little Xbox, the little Xbox, new Xbox. Customs for you, rockets. Mm-hmm. I mean, but look, at this point in time, I'm sure they know who she is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure even if you're 21, you probably know some of the the guys that she's been with, and that's not a that's not a knock because if you're a professional athlete, you women might not know all the women because it's not you know because like I mean I I mean for this topic I looked and saw that she had dated. I was like, well, damn. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys are a little bit more secretive. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the people that I don't know if you want to call it day, you know, smash and dash or whatever the case may be, guys try to keep that stuff on the hush. But when you're some, when you're a female, it's kind of hard because the word's going to get around because guys talk. Guys, guys have turned into brawl these days. Cause when I grew up, that thing was hush. Mm-hmm. You ain't you ain't kissing tail. You didn't mm-hmm. know. I mean, if it, but now. Bro, why I care? Man, you know, hey, man, you know I used to... Okay, bro. No, like, no, you ain't like, messing with her now. She with me now, so and that's, and that's 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 the athlete. That's the young young kids now. Like, shit, there was girls that I know that they got three or four dudes on the same team. Flow mm-hmm. <laughs> eight, flow three, flow 12, right? And then that's just the facts. But, you know... These young generation kids, just like when we was young, right? We're looking at these women like right. these are the fun. Like in in his world, this is probably one of the finest women that he's ever mm-hmm. seen. Yeah, right. So to him, the past don't matter. Hey, Gil, I don't know about you, but I'm just trying to find one of the old jet centerfolds that I used to have stapled on my wall in college. And they know they're probably about seventy, but let me catch one slipping. Listen, we used to be in there like, hey, man, hey, that's Pinky at the game. Pinky from uh, the porn area. Shit, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot at it. We don't care. Yeah. We don't care. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> we, don't, we don't care, man. And, right. And that's where he's at. Like, it's, at the end of the day, it's like, 
I'm pretty sure whatever she's doing, them 21-year-olds his age ain't doing. And that's right. her advantage. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she's happy to be there. Right? She knows right. she's been there before. She knows how to play her role. She knows how to, like, make him feel like a man and make him feel important versus a girl his age. Right. Think it's about her. Yeah. And the thing, Gil, the thing is, is like a female, it's kind of hard for a female to be with an athlete and ever go back to a common guy. It, it's mm-hmm. not, I, and I don't mean common, I'm saying, but once you get to that lifestyle of being and being able to go places that, that, that guys that work nine to five or that's not a professional athlete. So don't take this the wrong way. I don't mean common, but what I mean, if you're a professional athlete, you have access to mm-hmm. things that guys that work nine to five, that's not professional athletes, that's not a celebrity, that's not an entertainer, doesn't have access to. So once a female is is gotten accustomed to that or been at that, it's hard. That's mm-hmm. why the app, man, she was with such and such. She was with this rapper. She's with this NBA player. Where does she go? Because she's gotten you, she's gotten accustomed to dating a guy that can give her a lifestyle. So she needs, so she needs that lifestyle. It, it, it ain't even that she needs it. She's she gonna get it. offered it. No, right. she's gonna get offered it. Like for sure. Uh, what is the uh, Har uh, Tori? Well, no, no, not Tori. Uh, Harvey, Harvey. What's her name? Um, oh, Laura Harvey. Right. We know who she dated. Right. Mm-hmm. She can walk into any locker room and say, hey, man, who want to date? Who want to date me? Go to all 30 locker rooms. You're going to have five to nine dudes raise their hand. Yeah. Her women like that, that look like that, they options are limitless as long as they look good because the younger generation looks at them like idols. The people their age is like, nah, we good on that. Somebody who's younger, that's like, oh, my God, that's her. I want her. I got the money. Let me go ahead and take my shot. So, you know, women like that are going to always put themselves in position to find younger men, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to call it predator, to, because it's, they will do that to us. They will do that to us. But in reality, there's not one man in here that's, that's young that won't take an older woman. This, it's, it's, it is different. Yeah. Older women treat you well. The older women seems creepy. I, I, that's just, I guess, that's how it looks. Look, I mean, look, that, I, I, it's not a situation. I can see if she's thirty five and she got a thirteen year old, she's a sixteen year old. Mm-hmm. Man, do twenty one. Do know what he doing? Mm-hmm. You know what he doing, Gil? No, he won't. I mean, even at nineteen, I knew, I knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. and I knew her age. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of cool. I like, hey, you want on your shape? Yeah, you just you just got to be careful on your wordage. You know you can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know so you can't say ma'am. You can't. There's just certain shit you just can't say. You know, being young and she older. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I call a miss. I was calling yeah. a miss. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I could. I because Gil, I'm from the I'm from the south, and some a a, a a lady that's older than you. I don't care if it's only three four years. Yes, ma'am. Miss. Yeah. 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 So I think it felt kind of good. You can't get it. That kind of good. I like it. Oh, man. You got her feeling all bad in here. You, you like, you wouldn't feel all bad. When I say she old, huh? Nah, she loved it. Hey, miss. Uh, yeah. They say it again. <laughs> I mean, okay. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leo, they say bench cut start Jokic and beat AD. Damn. Shit. Man, what's wrong with him, man? You, I hate when people make it real difficult. So I'm going to go... Uh, I mean, he got his daddy legs this week. So I'm going to go Embiid. I'm going to go Embiid. I'm going to start Embiid. I'm going to bench Jokic. I'm going to cut AD. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna start I'm gonna start yoke and bead. Either got stomach issue or he got knee issue. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna bitch and bead AD. Well, be, I mean, that was I mean, you gotta you gotta like make it Luca. You know, you gotta make it somebody. You gotta make it somebody really really difficult. You gotta yeah, make, it Luka, make it Luca. Make it Jason Tatum. Yeah, somebody hey, like that. Kids. Uh, Florian Carlos Suba said, Unc Gil Wilbon versus Stephen A., Ocho, and McCants. Three-on-three basketball, no make it, take it. First to 21, who wins? Me, you, and Ocho? Me, you, and Ocho? No, it's me, you, and Wilbon versus (laughs) Stephen A., Ocho, and McCants. <laughs> All right, look, you got McCann's. I, I got Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> We're gonna let Ocho just get dizzy out there trying to use his speed. <laughs> man, I whoo. Man, y'all need to cut that down to like first first to five, because we ain't gonna ever get to 21. Now and listen, if you said if y'all look set some screens, get your boy open. I got Oh yeah, I, we could do that. I, I mean, oh, we could do that. Hey, ain't no, oh, ain't no, no running that. I'm thinking about my old shooting before I did that 12 for 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hey, got to cut that like down. It. We got to cut that down. Make it to seven. Uh-huh. Like, Make I it to seven. Like you got a deal. That, that is senior night. I ain't play all year, and they calling my name to get in the game. That, that That's how I feel right now. Dr. Frankie L. Bellamy said, hey, uh, Gil, Gil, if you could pick any NBA player, past or present, to be your teammate for a two-on-two street basketball game, who would it be and why? Two on two street basketball game. Ooh, I would go with. Man, man you taking Jordan to Kobe? Man, stop over there like you pondering. Street basketball? Yeah. You're right. I'm gonna take just. You're right. I'm gonna. Ah, I might take James Harden in that style. Or Kyrie. Over Jordan to Kobe. In in street, but are we just playing street basketball, or we got to do the tricks and stuff, or are we just playing regular basketball? You playing your black top basketball like we grew up playing. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say 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 Shaq, but I'll take Jordan. But what about what about KD? Them outside rims, man. I know he. I know he's a sniper, but you know you got to pick. Are we playing on double rims? Are we playing with the chain fit? Like we, you know, it becomes a thing. Right. Asador D said, "Uh, can we say Doc is NBA version of Mike McCarthy? Both won one ring years ago, but can't get past the second round of the playoffs." Woo. I mean, it's facts, man. I mean, it's facts. Like I, I had to really look. Like, look. 
when people say, why is Doc where he is? Doc has done something that a lot of people just don't do. He's made connections. Mm-hmm. Right? He's made friends. He's understood the survival by friendship. Yes. Right? By connecting himself with people who are important, people who have connections. So when he's trying to go places and get places, he can call in favors and friends. Right? You can't knock him for that. Right? I I, I want to be in situations like that. You know, so when, when we question his, his resume, his real resume is his friendship. And that for some people, that's what matters. The loyalty that he has with his friends and they're paying back that. So yeah, we're going to kill him for, you know, his resume. Like, ah, I admit, it's his resume that's not, that's behind the scenes that right. he has. Somebody, uh, somebody in the chat said they're going to take Kyrie in a street basketball. Yeah, I mean, he got that street game. Oh right? yeah, got, for sure. He got that street game. <laughs> Please explain to me why Doc River has a job and it's choked more than Miss Nasty B <laughs> with Unk off them diamonds. I mean, Gil just told you. Gil said he's made connections. Mm-hmm. And and like like I've, I've met Doc. I mean, I, like I said, I don't really know the intricacies of what goes on behind the scenes, so I'm going to take Gil that Gil knows all that. But he's engaging. He has a conversation. He knows he knows the game of basketball mm-hmm. and he's he's a, he's a Easy talk. He can talk, and he's very relatable, very personable. Mm-hmm. Make you feel like you've known him your whole life. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the that you know when we're talking about friendships, when we're talking about just life, you know, who we know our friendship is better than our resume that we have. Right, right. You know what I mean? When we make people feel good about themselves. You know they're they're willing to put us in positions with the power that they have, and that's that's with Doc. So I, I'm expecting his son to be in position at some point to to get a chance to coach too. Wow. Uh, we're gonna take a few more questions. My boss is uh, uncultured Jay. My boss is pushing me at work to be a leader, be in a leader position. I'm honored, but I don't think I'm a leader. He says when I speak, people listen, but I don't know. Could you give me some advice on how to navigate any de- and deal with it? Well, clearly your boss sees something that you don't. Um, um, and that's not an easy thing to do is to be a leader, especially, I mean, it's a lot easier when you're younger because, you know, kids are impressionable. And, and But now as adults, adults can make up their own mind. Um, but that's really hard to say. That's something that, I mean, I don't really know the people that you're around. But for your boss to have that kind of confidence in you, that should tell you something. Yeah. Like, you know, leadership is not about like dictatorship. You know, right. real real leaders are they're bringing the best out of everybody that they're leading. Right. So, you know, he he feels that you probably can talk to people. They listen. They respect mm-hmm. you. And right. to to be in that position, you just have to understand when to push the envelope, when to back it off, right? So your job is basically to to put everybody in a great position to be successful. That's right. what it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to know how to talk because everybody is not motivated by the same tactics. Like mm-hmm. I, I would always say, some guys you got to pat on the back, some guys you got to kick in the butt, some guys you got to tell a joke. Hey man, yeah. sh- man, my grandma could have called that one. <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, come on, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, we all out here. Mm-hmm. You getting yeah. paid too? Now you got to check too. Yep, yep, yep. So. That that's the thing is just understanding how to talk to people and talk to people in, in a different type of way. Uh, Anthony Bolt, yo, um, does does your Charlie Brown shirt have a man? Oh, man, that's, that's loose. In the piano? That's like that's like uh, what kind of unit? No, <laughs> that's his real. That's his real hair. He ain't got no man unit on it. I mean, that's his real hair. Man, y'all know that man ain't got no man. Y'all, you see, y'all keep, <laughs> y'all keep the bull job going. Y'all keep the bull job going. Uh, Mr. Jock, sub 84 and Gil, if guys had to get rid of one holiday and it's between Valentine's Day and Halloween, which one would you choose and why? Both involve candy and being with loved one. Halloween don't involve being with no loved one unless you got kids. <laughs> Halloween for kids. But y'all to hijack the holiday. And how many times y'all go, oh, man, we got a Halloween party, man. I got this yeah. Halloween thing going on. Grown folks done hijack the holiday. Mm-hmm. Now, we, you, they're not going trick-or-treating, but they're dressing up more than the kids. Oh, that's and, right. they, and they thinking about their costume. I guarantee you, people are already thinking about their 2024 costume. They looking to see what's the hottest. Ooh, ooh, I will be this. I will be this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's that's for real. But I'm gonna get rid of Valentine's. Hell yeah, Valentine calls you because you grill. Because you know we gonna spend money to get nothing in value. Yeah, right? like we ain't getting nothing. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, if you broke and you can't, you can't get me what you need. Like what what you can afford. You got a friend, yeah. right? You got two friends? Gone. Oh, you need all, all three of them? Yeah, yeah but Because me, 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 first of all, men get the short end of the stick on Valentine's Day. Because mm-hmm. contrary to what y'all think, women, that hoo-ha ain't worth 15 grand. It ain't worth 10 grand. It ain't worth 20 grand. So I don't know who told you that it was. It's not. No. So, so no. you getting guys that, 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 you know, they laying out three Birkins or they buying you a whip or you, or, or they, you know, they got flowers coming from from Beverly Hills all the way, all the way up to uh, Malibu, and they done rented out a whole. They done got a a, a twenty thousand dollar night room. Yeah, we we the we the guy we we get the, we you know what? Now that I think about it, Gil, we <laughs> get the short end of the stick on every damn holiday. <laughs> Mother's Day, the mothers get way more than the fathers. Hell for yeah. Christmas, the mothers get way, the, the woman get way more than the man. Valentine's yeah. Day, they get way more than the man. When we, we gonna get a holiday that we get to get one up? No, no, no. We do, we don't, it's not a holiday. We we've been planning. You know how friend, you know how your girl bring her friends? Yeah. And she expects you to pay. Pay what? Pay over on my hand, they better get the hell up out of here. You better get the hell home. No, uh, no, no, uh, you pay. She got 12 friends. That's 12 dates. I've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate, Gil, that the women that I date is like, it's just like her and I, and we go out. 
I think I've only, I think I've actually only been out with a date with a young lady and her friends ended up like, my friends are here. You might as we go there. Probably since I've been dating 30, um, 38 years, maybe two or three times. Oh. You need to hang out with me, huh? Because I, I don't. Now we're here. You yeah, paying no. for 12 people. I don't. Oh, no, because that's 12, 12 girls. I'm getting all 12 numbers. All 12. Hey, y'all see how I pay? I laid this out, huh? <laughs> y'all laid this out. They auditioning. They auditioning. Sorry, baby. Oh, you want hey. me to pay for them? They owe me. That's how we're going to do this. You don't want me to. They, hey, they see what I did for you. They going to want the same they thing. They going to want the same thing, I'm going to entertain it. I'm going to entertain it. I don't even know how to talk to them like that. Oh, I, oh, easy. Easy, huh? You got the money. You just hey. say, sometimes you just say the shit that come up. I just say shit up to see if it flops. <laughs> Man, Gil, I remember one time I was in Denver. I was talking to, I was talking to uh, this one chick and her girlfriend gave me a number. I mean, I threw that in the trash. I said, oh, hell no. Nah. I ain't finna start this. All do friends. I'm huh? good on that one. No, man, I don't do that. Oh, that's, that, that's, the, that's the South, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the friends South. And friend, hey, friends, a relative. Nah, I'm good. I was, it's, come on, I, I can't. I can't in good conscience. So I'm cool with it, hey. And I man. know I've been in situations where friends, they fell out, and they know I used to talk to one. Hey, what you doing? You know, she wasn't. No- baby, I ain't like that, baby. I ain't that. Come on now. Man, you whatever, see, y'all, whatever y'all got going on, that ain't that on the bottom. You got me thinking that they got, they, I'm out here looking like a bad dude, huh? Like, no, I got, you ain't no bad dude to your own, Gil. I'm just saying, look, I'm the type of dude that if I'm cheating on my girl and she walk in, I'm not you stopping. Have, huh? No. Stop <laughs> it. No. she gonna walk in, Gil? I, I mean, she, I, 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 I mean you, she, she got a key? She know where you be. I'm at her house or whatever. She walked in. I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna finish. Cause look, my my brain already processed. You walked in and you run out. I already already lost you. Right. Right. Now, if I get up and I run after you, what she gonna think? Damn. So no, I'm. I'm gonna finish. I'm oh, gonna keep. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. I'm not losing both for the same mistake. I'm keeping the one I'm with. So I'm just gonna go ahead and finish. <laughs> Type of guy. I need some more water on this one. Hold on. Just a second, Gil. Just a second. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just being smart, huh? You already caught me, right? Now, if yeah. I get up and chase you, I'll lose her too. I lost two girls two. with the same. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, I, I be, boy, be, yeah, be, you couldn't operate it because you'd have me in some stuff. <laughs> you'd have me in some stuff, nah. And they're going to say, nah, you can't <laughs> hang out with Gil. Oh, hell, hey, nah. Hey, my, none of my teammates uh, wise would have hang out with me. <laughs> nah, hell, nah. I'm like, oh, nah, Gil, I, I can't do that. I'm just like, nah, I don't do this. Mm-mm. Damn. Okay, man. I, I know. I, I, you know. I got. I got to get. I got to get wholesome. <laughs> it's too late for that, Gil. I got to get wholesome. I, I, don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon, Gil. I I really don't. I got to get wholesome. Cause I, it, wish, I, it, I wish it do get lo- it do get lonely sometimes. Like on like a a Thursday, 
you know, yeah. during the week or Monday. Yeah. You know, it do get, it get lonely out there. Yeah, nah, Gil, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, please make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Nightcap, Gail's podcast, Gail's Arena, YouTube channel, airs Monday through Thursday, live at 11.30 a.m. Pacific. That's 2.30 Eastern time. Gail's Arena, YouTube. The show airs Monday through Thursday, live 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. We've also pinned Shea by Laportier. Uh, the link is at the top of the chat. Super Bowl party, Valentine's, St. Patrick's Day, birthday. Go out and buy yourself or someone that you love, someone special. Grab them a bottle. As a matter of fact, go ahead and buy two bottles. We, uh, we, I would greatly appreciate that. The Bucks spoil Dame's return. I mean, excuse me. The Blazers spoils Dame's return, 119 to 116. Celtics now lead the East by five games. The Suns, KD goes back, and they win. He scores 33, 136 to 120. KD gets the win in his return. Return to Brooklyn, Dame does not get the win in his return to Portland. Thank you again. I'm your favorite unk, Shannon Sharp. That's your favorite number zero. Let me see if y'all know what these are. Take a look at these, Gil. You know what these are, Gil? Oh, oh my. Yeah. Uh, who'd you rob on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that's your favorite number. That's your favorite number zero. Your favorite wildcat of all time. Agent Zero Habachi. Gil Arenas, thank you for joining us. Ocho and I are back tomorrow night. We're out. Do your thing. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.